I'm going to laugh after every time you do that. I know. It's almost like a set um, soundbite now. It should be. Mm -hmm. We should just record it once. Mm -hmm. And have it, have it, and it'd be really easy. Fun fact, I have made Daniel do this every time we we play a record. Mm -hmm. It is no longer um, spontaneous or um, organic. It is manufactured, scripted, corporate, and gross. Oh, we hate corporate (laughs) and gross. We are those people. Yes. (laughs) Not really. Um, Daniel, what are we going to talk about today? Well, after a full episode that we recorded without the mic on last time, (laughs) this is why we do mic checks now. I'm deeply sorry. (laughs) Um, We have decided to look back on the history of kind of matchmaking and the origins of online dating and Carly did a great job of kind of just looking really kind of, it didn't take long to be able to see all the different, um, different avenues people had used to find people outside of just stumbling across them in the bar or out on the street or at work or anything like that. So yeah. Or at church or at church. Yeah. Which some people do use as their dating pool. They really do. That's a whole different podcast. Whole different, whole different time. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got a lot of like different avenues and paths we could go down today, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. But I always think when there's a topic I'm really interested in, I want to know. I want to know the genesis of it. Mm. And so getting into all this, I was wondering, well, where in the heck did this all start? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool just getting to see the different like articles of where everything started and wh- if, and then see where they are now. Absolutely. So... Um, so take us back to the Genesis, Carly. <laughs> uh, so it turns out that like on one of the, I guess we'll have to sync up or source, I should say site. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at talking today, which is pretty bad for a podcast, but That's you know. all right. <laughs> That's part of the deal. We're just going to work through it. For sure. Um, but yeah, no, I think... Um, It's saying, like, one of the first, I guess, ads for finding a partner was in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a personal ad. Um, It's the first known personal ad that appears in a British agricultural journal. Mm -hmm. Um, And it says, a gentleman about 30 years of age... Um, what does that say? That phase? I don't know. That F-A-Y-S. Yeah, that phase. He is... He has a, a good, a very good gait. Gait would willingly match him, himself, to bone good? Young gentlewoman. 
To home, good gentlewoman. Oh, okay. You have to understand, everyone. These articles are... Oh, yeah. We're also getting old and our eyes are not great. That's very true. <laughs> um, that has a fortune of 3,000... It looks like pence. Yeah. No, or would it be pence, though? Pounds? Pounds. Okay. Uh, or there about, and he will make settlement to... Content. Content. That... Ladies and gentlemen, I would say is how I got Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that we were just reading off the note I slipped him. <laughs> My handwriting just wasn't. She great. used old English handwriting <laughs> and was asking for money right off the bat. <sighs> Which turns out I asked wrong. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, so you got his age. Yeah. Um, like the fact that he has a very specific, that he has a good gate, a good gate, which, you know, did it say that he's a farmer or something? No, this is just in an agricultural journal. Okay. Which a Um, lot of people were probably reading back then. Right. But it's interesting because it says the publisher immediately recognizes its novelty and commercial potential. Um, Mm. So the owner of that Which is, of that paper was uh-huh. like, "Yeah, we're gonna keep doing this." So then, flash. So that was in 1685. That is a while ago. So then, flash forward to 1870, the first newspaper for singles, the Matrimonial News, begins publication in the Post Gold Rush of San Francisco. Men pay 25 cents to place an ad, which is about $4.50 in today's dollars, mm-hmm. um, and women post for free. Very, very ahead of their time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by 1900, there were no fewer than 20 similar publications, which is not far off from right now where there are... So good old boy had, had, had the right thought of people will pay for ad space in their paper... Right. And you're just going to generate, it almost becomes like passive income for a company at that point. I would, I mean, look at, we will scratch the surface of financials with how this goes later. But yeah, it is incredible Mm -hmm. how this goes. You're just talking about a basic human connection Mm -hmm. and connect, like connecting people in a way that they are not desperate but yearning for sure. and will pay a certain amount to do yearning for maybe it's you know they had just moved out to california right. and they don't know anyone maybe they had gone out there for you know either the gold rush i know it's post gold rush but still california was like at that time like everything was booming in it yeah everything so being able to you know find someone to meet and potentially date fall in love with and start a family with Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure guys flipping a quarter or a shilling yeah. would be willing for it. I know. there are. We do understand the underlying tones of paying for connection here, but um, yeah. we're not going to dive into that. We just want to... Tinder plus. <laughs> oh, God. More um, swipes, more swipes. <laughs> um, but anyway, we will link this. Um, it's a really good infographic of just the history of online dating and how it moves into um, 
from newspaper publications to the online world Mm -hmm. um, and how that develops. Um, And it goes into video online and everything like that. And then, you know, social media, Mm -hmm. it's really good. Some mobile apps too, kind of where we're at now. Yeah. So this is a really good um, informational source. Links in the description below. (laughs) We're going to sound basic. Um, But we wanted to get into that history to bring us to like kind of round out about where we are now. And eventually kind of see why people do what they do. Yeah. Um, So with that, I'm going to ask, and I might have asked this before, but we'll retouch on it. Like for us personally, Mm -hmm. what drove us to making that decision and pulling that trigger of wanting to connect with people complete strangers that we did not know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think one, it's, you know, other than the fact that you're, you're desiring a relationship, I think it is another big part of like the way that the apps are set up now is that there is a little bit of safety in the fact of you get to see the person and you Mm -hmm. kind of do get to curate who you want to match with. Mm -hmm. Um, although they might not match with you you at least have the option of choosing someone that you would be interested with in the hope that they would match with you as well. So aside from the basic of, I wanted to get into a relationship, I wanted to find someone to um, spend my life with, everything like that. um, I would say that was probably one of the, like one of the biggest positives because you kind of get to look at someone, uh, a profile of someone Mm -hmm. and really kind of be like, yes or no. The screening process is actually a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know a lot of people are against that, but I think if you're not, if you're not willing to get into some hurt feelings and maybe some potentially wasted time, then the screening process is a huge benefit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's going to allow you to, you know, see whether or not you could stand to even talk to this person. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, unfortunately looks only take you so far. Oh yeah. You're eventually you're going to have to like try and connect with someone. And yeah, if y'all don't, if y'all don't match up in some way, it is not going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, you understand the basics of attraction. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're right. If if looks are all you're going off of, you're not going to last long and you're not going to get far and yeah. um, things like that. But this lady back in 1685 definitely was crossing all her uh, T's and dotting her I's. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did. Oh, geez. Um, so what's interesting is um, Craigslist begins in 2000. Craigslist begins offering free personal ads. Um, Oh, wait, no, no. Let's talk about this. Mm. That in 1910, with growing acceptance of ads, Mm -hmm. lonely soldiers of World War I and women connect over personal ads. 
At the same time, authorities suspect that coded messages in the link, the UK's first Lonely Hearts Monthly, are promoting an illegal homosexuality activity. Mm. Um, which is crazy. That <laughs> the trial finds the publisher guilty of gross indecency, and the paper shuts down in 1921. That's Oof. crazy. Tough. That's crazy. That like. Today, we have so much acceptance and so much, like, op- so many options mm-hmm. that, like, there was a time where, like, even just the suspicion of people trying sure. to find and build connection, no matter sure. what the, who it's with, that it can be caught and, or, you know, just... What are the words I'm trying to say here? Well, it's just it's just the fact that there, it was a different time. It was a time when the world was heading to a very volatile state. And um, back then, the Church of England and wanting to make sure that they were promoting, I guess, what they viewed as the right, uh, <laughs> the right way to approach dating. Yeah. Um, and that that's another tidbit with it. But then you see in 2000 with uh, San Francisco's Craigslist, Craigslist begins to offer free personal ads. And, you know, in, uh, it says on there, women for women, women for men, men for women, men for men, miscellaneous romance. So, you know, there, there then exploded all these different options. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder, and it doesn't say here, I know Craigslist is how, how that works, but like, it seems like that's more of a transactional thing and not a relational yeah, thing. Look. Yeah. Erotic services. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. After accusations, it facilitates prostitution and sex trafficking. So that's crazy. Yeah. So, like, there are, which we'll do a whole other episode about cautionary and safety tales 100%. in online dating, which we encourage all of you to consider before even mm-hmm. approaching it. Um, but. Before we get to 2000, what uh, we realized is that Match.com starts um, and has launched April 1st or April 21st, 1995, Mm -hmm. um, which is the year I was born. (laughs) So, um, and it's actually headquarters are here in Dallas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I don't know. I think that's crazy. And did you know that match.com is actually like match group? And so they, um, own several of these like apps that we know and love today, Mm -hmm. uh, such as like Tinder, match.com hinge, which is where we met. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Medic, I've never heard of that one, but we're going to have to do an analysis of like all the things that there are out there. Mm -hmm. Okay, Cupid, Pears, Plenty of Fish, Our Time, Azar, and Hakuna Live. Hakuna Live. I think you saw that as Hanukkah. I did. I I definitely added in some extra K's and U's, I guess. Um... Yeah, so, and then there, some of these are just for, like, certain parts of the world, um, which is pretty cool. But 
yeah, that this company owns all of these different apps and provisions for people to connect. And, mm -hmm. um, and have really made a, you know, a market yeah. for this type of dating because then it talks about how like, you know, what is it for all the like apps? You get more swipes or better matches or more visibility and all that. And they created a way to really kind of um, create revenue gain out of people looking for love, which your, your own kind of opinions on that. Like, I think, I think w what they found was there's a market for this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the niche exploded. You got to make your niche wherever mm -hmm. um, you can. And so, I mean, what is the one thing people want most? And that's usually connection with others. For sure. Whether they admit to that or not is a different story. Right. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move past kind of all of this detailed stuff through this infographic because as interesting as it is, some of it is just a little too much to dive into. Um, so we're going to flash forward to like on specifically online dating. Mm -hmm. um, so it says 40 million is the number of Americans who have tried online dating, which honestly, I feel like it should be more than that. I just, I just want to see what the percentage of that is. 40 million. 40 divided by, say, 330. And um, that's 12% of Americans. There's no way that's just 12, right? I feel like it should be more. Well, 40 divided by an average or a, a, an estimate of 330. Mm. Still pretty big. I suppose so. Yeah. But it is the online dating is now the second most common way for couples to meet. Um, and meeting through friends is still number one, which kudos because if you've got really cool friends who can hook you up with someone you trust mm -hmm. there i would say there's probably no better way yeah because then you're gonna you're gonna trust the opinion of your friend and yeah trust their thought of like hey they'd match well with you yeah i also think too there is some you know skepticism in that of like oh that mutual friend if things don't go well i won't want to hurt them and hurt the friendship and things like that so that's true i think a lot of the time people divert to online dating because of that. They're like, I don't even want to get into the mess of that. Or like me, you're just bad at it. <laughs> you're just bad at setting friends up. Oh my God. Cause you don't think about it. <laughs> find your own. You're find your such own a dude. <laughs> well, um, okay. Um, so anyway, I, I just think, all of this is so interesting to me. Um, and then we have to talk about, um, so all of this is really cool because it goes by The percentage, year. yeah. Um, and in 1998, um, online dating gains legitimacy with the release of You've Got Mail, which is a movie that I absolutely love and mm -hmm. share in common with your mom. That's true. Um, so I think when that movie came out, people were more likely to get online. And, sure. 
Um, I mean, you see Tom Hanks doing it and Meg Ryan, and you're like, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Late 90s, those two, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, and then so after that, you move to the environment of social networks. Mm-hmm. And that is probably where, you know, we now I I never I never was on Friendster. Mm-mm. You know, I've heard it referenced countless times, but like MySpace and Facebook. For sure. Yeah. That was that was and really I think I was just too young to really think about it in that way. But like now we're seeing the effects of like social media sites as a way to meet people and actually like start relationships. Well, sliding into the DMs does something to people. It's absolutely true. It's like, it's a shoot your shot moment. Mm -hmm. And you get a whole branded view of how someone lives their life right on Instagram. Right. And Instagram in and of itself has become an online dating entity without actually being one, I think. Sure. Because... It's your present itself. Mm-hmm. It is your uh, catered, not catered. Um, <laughs> crap, totally forgot the word. Anyway, yeah. it's your best self that you put forward. Yeah, it's your highlight reel. Yeah. Of your life. And, you know, um, I think the difference is intentionality behind that. So right. I got on hinge because I wanted the intentionality of a relationship. If someone, not that anyone ever did, let's not, let's not joke here. Um, (laughs) no one was sliding into my DMs. Um, stop it. But I mean, that's just fact. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not playing coy. Um, but just the fact of like, you know, the intentionality of being on a dating app for <laughs> for a relationship. Sure. Sorry, I'm just looking at some of the names of these mobile apps. Bang with friends. Uh, the Holy app. Crap. Even the caption on this is the app no one wants to admit they've installed. <laughs> Bang with friends connects Facebook friends who indicate they're more than like one another. Solid. <sighs> Solid. Lord help them. But you just see the explosion of it. Like, yeah. This was, you know, the social networking. Um, MySpace ended in 2010. I mean, iPhones. Yeah. The ability for apps to come out and everything and just publishers being more and more willing to, like, dive into that is you just see all of the explosion. Yeah. And, we, I mean, talk about Tinder and... Mm-hmm. the explosion of that you know like people didn't want to admit they had tinder at first but i think <laughs> everyone tried it at some point or another because mm-hmm. it was one of the first that was like in our generation to kind of it made it easy yeah it it played on the like uh, lack of attention yeah and made it easy to just one set up a profile choose your best pictures and then just Make a choice with a swipe. Yeah. Um, which, speaking of Tinder, um, here's something I don't know if a lot of people know because I didn't. Um, the creator of Tinder, 
um, Whitney Wolf Heard. Um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at the last name. It's kind of a sensitive subject right now. Um, mm. <laughs> I can probably edit that out. Um, but she started Tinder. She was the creator of Tinder. And um, after being in that tech world and working with other men, she was actually like, as part owner of Tinder, was sexually abused and mm-hmm. decided to leave. And then she left and created Bumble, which is one of now, I think, bigger bigger than Tinder. I could be wrong, but... It's a big one. It's a big one. It, so, seem, it seems to be the safer option. Exactly, which is why she created it so that women could swipe first. There you go. Talk first. Talk first. Yeah, they're the ones who in, initiate the conversation first. Listen, I never had Bumble. I did. <laughs> like got left on match plenty of times. Oh, Lord. You didn't overhear, though. It's all good. <laughs> it worked out the way it was supposed to. That's true. I told them not to. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, But all of this is, I find, just really, really cool. Um, And so I think it's just cool to know the origins of all of this because, I mean, first of all, I just like doing that. Sure. It's fun to look over the history of stuff. It's fun to understand where something came from and how it, like you say, from its genesis, how it grew, how it changed, how it adapted with technology and society and culture. Um, Because, you know, back in, what was it, like 1685? Mm -hmm. I mean, the colonies were being built. (laughs) (laughs) So now, Looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> but then you fast forward and now it's technology, the way that it's yeah. at and everything, it allows, you know, you don't need to do use the um, local uh, newspaper press. The town crier. The town crier. Looking for someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all you need to do is have a, a phone and an internet connection. Yeah, which is basically most people have. Most people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. And I, I mean, I gotta say, I'm grateful for it. So Mm -hmm. no, um, and like, let's, how many of our friends are now married from dating apps? A couple. I mean, over a handful. Shoot, that, just that infographic alone, like the, um, the percentage of Americans that found their partner. It yeah. just keeps on increasing. Yeah. And that for it to become the second most common way, and for some reason there's still a stigma of like when people ask, how did y'all meet? And we're like, online. <laughs> you say it a little quieter. Sure. Um, we're not, I mean, we're not embarrassed people, but no. there's still that. <laughs> I think that silent judgment maybe from the older crowd maybe I mean, it could just be you know kind of self self um imposed sure in the sense of like oh, i didn't find them like 
organically. This, in the, yeah, in this organic way or whatever. Yeah. I cura- I curated it. There's the word that I was looking curated, for. Curated, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think for the most part, um, it is a legitimate way to meet someone that has a very long and, as we're finding out, rich history. Yeah, it really does. I think that's what interests me most is that there's there's actually a deeper history here than I originally thought. It wasn't just mm-hmm. it wasn't just people like saying, "Hey, technology is here, and I'm lonely." <laughs> <laughs> I need to find someone. How do I make these two work? <laughs> um, it goes deeper than that, and I think that's really cool. Um, and so next time, what are we going to talk about next podcast? I don't know. I don't know. But I thought this was cool. Maybe intentions, maybe screening Safe. process, yeah. safety. Safety precaution is a big the, one. Just the thing from that one article. Yeah. On MySpace and everything like that. Like it can get stay dangerous. Safe out there. Everybody. Stay safe. I'm still trying to stay safe. <laughs> yeah, I know. Daniel's the worst. <laughs> she bruises easily. <laughs> what a great way to end this. <laughs> Oh, Lord. She beats me. It's okay. It's the anemia. Yeah. Um, we got a real Amber Heard impersonator over oh here. Oh, my gosh. You just couldn't <laughs> leave without saying that. Too soon, man. Too soon. Eh, she's the worst. She deserves it. You're the worst. Um, but, no, I'm glad we did this, and hopefully we gave some information to the people out there. And we will hopefully learn how to uh, link descriptions in podcasts because <laughs> otherwise we lie to all of y'all and you can figure it out. <laughs> Have fun with that. But with 20 seconds left, Carly, is there anything else you would like to say to our three fans? <laughs> um, I can't. I'm not funny. This is it. I've got nothing. Learn history and swipe right. Swipe right.